You're listening to Outside Radio. Um, to have her here today. 
Um, and some of the artists that we started with as well, like OJ, um, we started with him very early on in the outside radio journey, you know, when there was like one person and he was like, hey, <laughs> you know, so that was also apt to have OJ here, he's accompanied by Sir Jermaine as well, Udobadela um, is here as well, you know, it's... You missed ISO um, if you went here earlier on. Um, he was also here, gave us a performance. But let's let's get into the discussion today. So today is a, a manifestation really, an energy, a community for all of us to be able to engage in conversations that I think we want to have outside of our dinner tables and with different people, like-minded people um, around us. Um, and it's a day for culture lovers as well. Um, we're working with Viva Conagua, Viva Viva, we're working with them to also bring awareness to the water, the international water crisis that's happening and it's specifically here in the country, um, water as a human right. So just a little bit about Viva Con Agua, they're an NPO um, and they fight for the rights of clean water and good drinking water for all. Um, they also create behavioral change programs um, which teach youth about basic hygiene um, in different spaces within the country. Um, I know they're also quite international, but I'm challenging myself so I do a lot of work um, in small communities or even just the community down the road from here, you know, where many of us are from. Um, they do a lot of work um, in those communities. Um, they use um, such things as music, sports, um, arts and hits here. Um, and it's water for all, you know, and I think that's something that we can all resonate with. Ooh, guys. <laughs> um, but today we're here to have a conversation with Mrs. Bobam, an award-winning poet, guys. Don't you know, hey, please. This is an award-winning poet. She recently just launched uh, a collection of poems, um, Sunflowers for My Lover. Banner right here. Um, and I think I'll plug right now as well um, after the chat if you want to buy a copy of the book. Um, she has a code, she says cash, no Bitcoin, PayPal. I mean, if you don't have an FNB account, it's kind of books. <laughs> so, you know, um, she's available after the conversation to grab a copy. Turn the Rand, right? Yes, Turn the Rand. If you keep. Um, so, this is a welcome. Can you guys hear me? Oh, yeah. Hey, hi. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. So, I, I know a number of people are aware of who you are, but I think it's great to always reintroduce yourself, you know. Your name is Zizipo. Wow. <laughs> I mean, that's about it, right? <laughs> so, um, for those who haven't met you, um, who are you? What does Zizipo do? What are Zizipo's hobbies, etc.? Yo, it's like, remember those letters we used to send to each other? <laughs> Mood, 
color, yes, it's <laughs> texture. Yeah. I'm feeling pink today. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm super bow. Uh, I am I'm a writer. I consider myself a writer. I'm a poet. Uh, I met writing through poetry, so I consider myself a poet first before I'm a writer. Um, and I am I'm a copywriter by capitalism. consuming literature yeah. when thinking about uh, releasing this collection of work what desire did you really want to fulfill because you don't necessarily sometimes wake up I mean you do but there's the, there is that thing where you feel like this is something I need to do um, what was that for you for the collection <laughs> yes you know People always say that like you mustn't tell people about your dreams because um, then then you have to like own up to it. Yes, because now people will hold you accountable. They'll hold you accountable. Um, and at most most of like the really really tough times, that was the driving thing because I said I'd do it. So now I have to do it. You know. Um, but beyond that, like I, I, I just had, I, I just thought it was, it was, it, it was the perfect time to do it in my, in my poetry career, somewhat career, award winner, somewhat yeah. <laughs> somewhat imagining, <laughs> you know. Uh, so it, it, things just aligned. So I was like, okay, cool, let's let's try it out, you know, um, and see what comes of whatever comes of it like i had nothing to lose mm. had nothing to lose so yeah you kind of go all in when you're at that point yeah it's like let me just do this yeah. something you want to do and you want mm. to achieve and in this process um i know a lot of writers a lot of um, poets talk a lot about um, publishing issues and finding the right publisher for you how was that process i so when I decided that I was going to publish a book and I was like, okay, I have a collection of poems and now I have a manuscript and now, like, who do I, who do I give the manuscript to, you know? Um, I looked at countless publishers, like, I looked at, like, local publishers, independent publishers, the, the big publishing houses. I looked at um, 
of publishing houses outside of the country because apparently that's also like a possibility, you know what I mean? Uh, I looked at like all of those different options and for me, none of them just kind of stuck. Like none of them offered offered me like the, the, the autonomy that I, that I want in my work, you know? Uh, so there's always just a little bit too much of them than there is the actual craft and the, the creative license, maybe, you know. Um, so I wasn't, I wasn't happy with that. I wasn't happy with that. And as much as like I, I was dreading the, the work of now becoming the publisher myself, I was also like, yo, maybe if, if I can learn how to do it, you know, then then it means that there, there are more options than just where I'm stuck. Because I was stuck. Like I got to point where I was like, I'm stuck. Okay, I don't know. I don't know what to do because I don't have the the resources and the things to publish a book on my own. You know, I don't. I don't. And and it's absolutely possible for you to completely do it on your own. No ways. Where's the capital? You know, where's the push? Yo, how are we gonna get it into Yo. stores and stuff? I can't understand. Yeah. yeah. So, so it was, it was a lot of also considering those things, and I'm like, oh, what am I getting myself into? But by the point, by the time that you get there, you're like, flip, I'm already in it. Like, I'm already in it, so I might as well like just finish, keep going. Um, yeah, and that's how you just commit to it. Just finish and go with it, um, and your decision making, and also within your voice within this process as well, internally, externally, within the, the writing as well. Um, I was watching a lot of interviews uh, the past couple of weeks, and something that came up um, in a lot of the, the conversations was the idea of language in writing. Um, and what um, people use, which languages they feel comfortable in writing, especially I mean, here in South Africa, there's a vast number of languages in the country itself. Um, and I think a lot of artists and poets in those conversations, they touched on something I think a lot of us go through, the idea of, uh, what's the word, reconciling and English, if I can put it oh. in the simplest terms. <laughs> um, oh, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for you, um, what has that experience been like? Um, because, I mean, you are Kosa, you've been across many places in the country, um, and I'm sure it, 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 it comes through your work as well, you know, but also, um, maybe that voice that says you need to write in a specific way or not um, how is that reconciling um, yourself and you know, yeah. circular <laughs> I, have, I have so much to say about that because it's like it's like a constant it's a constant struggle because someone said when they were born in 1996 last night and we were just like Okay, but but like there doesn't seem to be a difference, you know, and so like it's like everybody's just kind of stuck in this 
So we all had to learn the same language in order to operate, in order to move around. Yes. And so that's how you learn to articulate yourself. And then that's how you, that's how like your thoughts think themselves. <laughs> what? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. in your head? Yeah. That's how you think. <laughs> And like, I was like, yo guys, this thing is deep, hey, like, and, and like, I went through a phase, I went through, I mean, it wasn't a phase, I think it was like an awakening of sorts, an epiphany, um, where I was just like, okay, cool, so like, there are all, there are all of these things that I thought were, that aren't real, yes, you know, uh, that like kind of twists language around and twists what meaning is and what meaning becomes. Um, so I wrote several poems around that. Um, I, I, I'd love to read one. I'd love to read one. And, and, it's, and it's, it's one of those like, oh, it's one of those really like angry, <laughs> I mean, it is a tough place to be poem because it's it's a very difficult thing to come to to come to, to face to face one, but also to to kind of process because you have to process it and understand that the language and the skin in which I live in is, is not reflected in in the in the mode in the medium in which I use to express myself. And like, I think that's a constant struggle for all artists. That's probably why, that's that's what keeps artists alive because of the, of the pursuit to be like, I want to express my my true essence, yes. you know, in each and every word that you do, you want to be like, oh, this was the feeling and I want to express the true essence of what that feeling is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can someone read the point? <laughs> Please. And uh, yeah, it's... <laughs> This is called a metaphor for Africa. I know what it feels like to be empty. I have felt the gruesome stare of insufficiency. It has borrowed holes deep enough to accept this nothingness you have claimed for me. I know the cracking voice of poverty. I can tell the rising inflections of pretty in your questions. I do not need a breaking down of my shortfalls. I have collapsed enough empires to know how far up my spine stretches, how low into the soil my roots dig, and how many borders my blood has crossed only to spill in vain on the other side of the river. I have not come for that. There's a song of courage at the bottom of my belly, humming itself into a thunderstorm. I'm a natural disaster of rage rumbling from within. My mind is a nimbus cloud of music to exhale your charity. I have drowned in the Nile of my tears each time you dared to call me third world greedy. Each time you beat your drum, my arid heels cracked open. The muscles of my Victoria snapped and tore. Brittle and old have become of my bones. You have drunk out of me to empty. You have preached a false hope to my people. Your kind of Judas sold me nothing but dreams with starving children on postcards. You have romanticized my ruggedness, called my pigment primitive, and lured my people into your machines. You cannot erase the smell of incense from our memory. 
my courage as a boiling pot of herbs to cure the vanity you have drilled in me. I am washing away the shame you have felt for me. I have come to gather the last of my unwritten suffering. I have come to collect the remains of my people, the stories you have tried to tell on my behalf, and the songs I have sung to teach you my tongue. From now on, clap it out if you still cannot pronounce my clan names. But do not call our father the man in the green blanket. My tongue weighs the entire ocean in my mouth. My tongue is a wave. Each time I want to speak, the Tina River of my Kosa is washed out by the Pacific Ocean English that I have been taught to swim in. I am drowning. There is no Zulu or Sotu or any word for life jacket. I have no name here. You twist my ancestors inside out and turn them into cloaks of burden for my shoulders. I have grown sores on the mountains of my back because of this war with myself. My heart is a shattered dime soaking in the monsoon of your fragile luxury. I have written this poem into eternity for your children's children to meet with the truth, but you have failed to read between these lines. You have forgotten much too early for your kind. So I'm saving this last ounce of brewing courage to drink from the cup of justice and save myself from you. To save this body and her country, a reincarnation. To live here, to die here, to be here, home. To survive while you're up in the sky Please can you open my eyes to the skies and the clouds Peace for your soul to survive while you're up in the sky like when you when you have that realization of like you know what essential in the yeah it's such a it's a it's a painful it's a it's a your body is kind of torn because um you've been you've, this is what you've somewhat known right yeah um for most of the time you're at school you know um you're at work you engage um be in town you know you engage yeah. in a specific way and then when these things come it's like I'll, a word i like to use but maybe it doesn't make sense here but it's, it's uh, another term i like to use for goal 
your collection. Your one. No, maybe two. <laughs> two. There's 40 homes in here. Oh my gosh. Um so what carries what carries the the concept of the book uh, is is this idea that there are there are sunflowers and there's a vase and there's water and it it becomes like this symbiotic relationship between the three things. Uh, once once the flower is no longer like inside the soil with its root and once the, the water has been put inside the vase and then the vase has been placed on the table or you know like side table somewhere pretty um and 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 that becomes like a concept that that is carried through to a kind of like extended metaphor throughout the book right um and so like each and every poem kind of once, once in a way to have a conversation and, and have something to say in, within that that relationship, be it like a, a spiritual relationship, be it just a normal relationship, maybe with oneself, um, but just that constant relationship amongst amongst different selves and different bodies, um, and and like so so I've I've written the poems to kind of respond to that. Um, and maybe one that kind of stands out uh, as which one don't it so it would be it would be the single <laughs> the single okay, not be, it would be the single it would be the single in the album <laughs> so um, that's probably a really really short one actually I would say it's sunflowers for Vincent. <laughs> um, Vincent is is Vincent Vincent Van Gogh, uh, the visual artist. Um, the the book covers in a way kind of an ode to him as a as a creative, but also just as a body that kind of replicated itself. It's almost like we've had so many different Vincents throughout our times because it's it's always that constant thing of we have so many creatives and artists in the space who are creating beautiful, incredible things, but only for them to pass do we recognize the the yeah. you know the power of their work. So so for me like it was important to like recognize myself in that but also pull myself out of it because because I'm a living body and I and I still have a fighting chance, you know. So I'm 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 gonna fight. Um, but but as an old as well. So yeah, that's the poem. Uh, sunflowers for Vincent. Maybe you are a whisper that shatters the walls in my room. A feather that goes dancing with the wind. On some days, I can tap all of you under one palm. On some, you play endlessly on my fingertips. I rest and amaze, rage as tyrant, ocean in my belly. I want to say, that's annoying, stop it. I want to say, 
sit here and let the sun know our names. I let her in and sat with her by the window above my bed. I showed her how my breath shakes the water and calls it to silence. I want to say, there, I'm going to make that one disappear too. We're all the same here. Learn some of the magic here to be as light as the breeze on a starry night. If the world were to end tomorrow, would you remember to water your flowers in the morning? Um, so how I like to conduct conversations, um, I ask a couple of questions and then I throw the one question to the audience in between the conversation. Yes, <laughs> so if you have any questions at this moment, um, this would be a good time to ask. Are you guys shy? Don't be shy, guys. This is a safe space. Please, you were asking questions here the whole time. <laughs> um, but uh, if you do have a question, you can just like Nico, and then um, I'll pause and we'll throw it to you. Um, so, I mean, we spoke. Oh, there's a question. Oh, there's a question. Maybe has a question. Yay! Hey. Hi, Mimi. How are you doing? Good, how are you? I'm good. Um, so I think, I mean, I didn't have a question, but I think, you know, uh, this engagement is important. Um, I, I think I'm going to make it, I'm going to go to the soft spots a little bit. I think I'm always kind of juggling, uh, coming into spaces, juggling, you know, these different identities, whether I'm an academic, whether I'm the girl from Mfuleni, whether I am... You know, like this different sort of, and I think I'm quite curious then because I haven't read the collection. Yeah. Mm. But, but but you've engaged in it so much. So I'm curious as to how this works. Work speaks to. I've heard how it speaks to the artists in you. I'm, I'm curious as to how this work speaks to all those different sort of. Um, I whether it's identity whether it's intersection, whatever, but like in, in this unis or in this asness, as, even as a collective uh, of you. Yeah. Very loaded. number of pages to express yourself and to represent each and every part of you in a page because you could go on and on and on and on and on and and I appreciated that about like about creating a connection you know because it's a collection like imagine if you if you had the chance to put together all of your life's experiences you know and not that all of them are my experiences but, but just something that you you also go through by virtue of somebody else having gone through it, you know? Um, 
so that was fun for me like to be like okay like listen when we started i probably had about 60 poems and then i had to strip and strip and strip and strip and to the point where i was like oh my god i'm annoyed now because there's so many poems you know uh but there was a point where i had to just like okay i'm gonna let go and allow it to just be um but but i i think writing were likely in that way because perhaps photography or of in visual arts you just have one frame and you have to kind of put all of that in in that one frame and it's a, it's a very big moment you know uh and and poetry does that does that as well like it's for me in, in terms of my identity it allowed allowed me to to create to create like you know when you romanticize each and every part of your life where you're like okay this is gonna be a momentous time in my life and we're going to write about it um and and it's allowed me to do that about my life and, and i fall in love with life itself because of that because i'm like oh then I get to be all of these different things, you know, and it's okay because I can express them. Um, and 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 that for me is like the biggest way in which I've been able to reflect my identity because I'm not I'm not always able to show it in in one way, you know, like the way we present it, we present ourselves is, is is never a reflection of who we are completely, you know. It's only a fraction. Social media is only a fraction. Um, so many other things. Your music taste, like so many other things, are only but you know a fraction of who you are. And then kind of just putting all of that together, but in through, through poetry. Ah, oh, it's been an honor for me. It's been, <laughs> it's been an honor. It's been an honor because because that's what I know. Yeah, yeah. Articulate. Sure. I pull from. You also mean people in my space. I, I, I 
I wouldn't say pull, I draw. I draw from so many different uh, spaces and people because I think everyone in my space allows me the opportunity to become my many different selves, you know. Um, and in terms of just the, the poetry community, you know, because that for me is first and foremost, because that's where I found poetry. So it's, it's almost like I've been indebted. I'm indebted to those people for the rest of my life. Um, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that because it's a community that has, that is, that has fueled me and filled me up in so many different ways. Even when I couldn't write, I was putting, I was drawing from that space, right? Um, and so my my poetry peers and colleagues, I guess, have been have been people I've been writing around, um, writing around the same things that they believe in, that they that they think. Um, I also like to write around my courage self less to write around the people I aspire to uh, become or 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 emulate. So I I like to believe in the things that they believe in too, you know, yes. because yes. there must be a reason. Yeah, there must be something right here. <laughs> yeah. So so I I in my in my wildest dreams I liken myself to them, and that helps me. That helps that in my that that it's a little bit of delusion that I allow myself because you kind of have to be a little bit crazy to think that some things you can just you know I got this I'm gonna do, you know what I mean you kind of a little bit just to be like just yeah we have this big idea let's do it you know um, and and you just see what comes of it um, so yeah yeah um, it is I think I'd be remiss if I didn't speak about it it is currently 16 days of activism yes um, and I know in your work um, you dive into the sensitive topics of what young women go through um, in different spaces um, okay let me yeah so you you discuss these things in your in your work um, and I think when we also think about water and why we're here, there's a, a sense of scarcity. Um, yeah. there, there is that link of scarcity between the two. Um, and just your thoughts on that um, and how the depiction of both kind of speaks to each other um, in the bigger scheme of things. Mm. You, you make such a an interesting analogy like of just the the kind of scarcity of water and and what the female the female form or the female body is is, is being deprived of yes. you know uh, it's freedom uh, and like yo the, those are such 
those are such interesting comparisons. I'm drawn to the, <laughs> I'm drawn to the analogy of it. Yeah, because because in my work I write a lot about about just the paranoia that I've come to have as a as a female body, uh, as a feminine body, in 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 this country, moving through this country. Uh, specifically moving because when I'm sitting in one place and I don't go anywhere, I'm okay. Yes, you know. But the moment there's movement, there seems to be this. There's an angst, you know. Uh, um, am I safe? Yeah. Um, and and to liken that to to again like the scarcity of water and what we're going through as as just the landscape as a, the topography of, of of our continent of our country um, there's just there just seems to be a lot of uh, perhaps de- de- being deprived, deprived yeah. but but more so to the point of depression you know to the point of of it, it has now affected people you know the lack of has now become a problem in people's lives in the way that they move uh, and and as a as a as a black body in the, in in that way i i find myself like having to navigate uh being being myself but like censoring myself in other in other forms uh changing completely in other ways Code switching for safety. Code switching. Listen, <laughs> listen. We just got back from from. We did a book tour. Uh, um, it is a, it is now a book tour, which which I didn't know. Yes, I didn't know. Uh, but we got back from from Joburg and and like I remember when I when I like landed out and I was trying to speak to like one of the security guards at the airport. And I'm like, Mola put in Chinese. And he's like, uh, <laughs> and, and he's like, uh, Dumela Likai, you know? And I'm like, oh, damn, shit. Yeah. The code switch has to be like, I must reprogram my mind that, like, okay, we're in a different space, you know? Back to that conversation about language. Um, I, I think there's, there's that movement as well that. Even as this female body, the way you articulate yourself is also important to will I be able to survive and last where I am? And if not, then I must change the way I articulate myself, the way I present myself. That's the way, that's, it's sad. It's so, 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 so sad that that that's what it is like and and for the people who create that hostile environment you know what are what are the things that in our in our literal environment are affecting the lack of water what what are the things that are causing water to be such a, a, a still a thing in, in the 21th century now right like how how is it still a thing like how have we not understood recycle don't litter like you know like the basics of the basics of taking care of the ocean just the water that we have in the ocean never mind the ones that falls the one that falls from the sky yeah. you know 
so it's it's yeah it's a lot <laughs> It's a lot. My radical side is kind of tweaking right now. Um, I, I always think about it as um, it's the personal is the political. Always. You know, and always. <laughs> and always. Women's bodies is the same as we are in this time. With water as well, yeah. it's the same. Because as you said, why has it not necessarily um, fixed mm. why like my biggest issue sometimes like in rural areas like why can you black label reach there and not water yeah and not water yeah like for me that basic is... drinking clean clean yep. clean water, water. that, that not just water. baffles me it's um, crazy upon upon okay so i'm looking at the time um uh, it's giving it's almost time mm. um but also, I just wanted to talk about also how you spoke about um, different elements of being an artist um, and expressing those. I know when you recite, there's a lot of other elements um, that you add to evoke um, the poetry um, itself. Um, do you mind sharing a little bit about that process and um, when selecting what do you select and why for for that specific moment because i'm sure it's different per engagement as well yeah yeah it is different so i come from a i come from a drama background so like a, a performance background uh performance training i would say yeah yeah <laughs> um and so a, a lot of a lot of the the do I say like there's a there's a a lot of the for, for my body just the ability to do it is the muscle memory of of my body knowing how to stand and stand confidently stand shy look away do you you know what I mean I'm, I'm just moving my face around to show it and express different feelings and emotions and and I think that's something that helps a lot with now having to express poetry um, and, and has been a, a bit of like a, a strong. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it helps. It's, it's yeah. helped me out a lot. It's helped me out a lot because sometimes, again, like I'm saying, it's just been muscle memory. We're just like, okay, my body knows how to do this, so we're gonna do it. You know, what do I need to say? Okay, cool, let's go. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, but, but there's also just the we're going to sit down and we're going to craft and we're going to create and we're gonna take time. And, and we're going to nurture and nurse an idea to life. Yes. You know? Uh, and, and like, I've kind of tried to be able to use both in those spaces. Uh, and and I guess that's how the collection also just came came together in, in the different ways that I've been able to express it as a, as a body of work. Yeah. Um, one last question to the audience. Yes, Sir Jimmy. Um, Please come get the mic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah um, this is not like posed to you directly. This is posed to like every like woman here. Yes. Um, I just want to know like has like have you guys ever been in a situation where you feel like 
you don't feel safe around a nigga. Like, can I get like the hands? I just wanna. That that is, that is just like me. I just wanna see. Yeah, why are the guys raising their hands? I can not even crystal find you. Not in that way. Like, I'm talking about with, like, yeah. So, like, you're feeling uncomfortable, and so I just want to see the hands, and I just want to see why. Like, how deep is this, like, whole thing? Like, yeah. So, to me, I'm, I'm like, okay, now that I see that, I'm like, okay. Do you guys feel like we're gonna get to a point where we're like, okay, it, it, it is stopping? Or do you guys feel like it's uh, it's, it's getting no. like it's going to an extent? Like, you guys need to have a conference. It's so yeah. But, but at the same time, I feel like I feel like at the same time, yeah. We like we not 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 even that fit, but we we as niggas. Yeah, we sing about sing about sing about They they not. I feel like the more we speak about it, the more it happens. So, what do you guys feel like sing about Tina as niggas to stop that from happening? Oh my. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so for me, like that's exactly where it begins. Is that like what is gender-based violence? Because what gender? You know, and and when it starts there, for me, for me, it's just my my pan-Africanist mind who always take it back to colonialism, you know? And it's not gender-based violence because it's this violence and not this violence, you know? So when it starts there for me, yes, it's in it's inside the household, but whose household? You know, what are the numbers? What are the real numbers? Yes, we get the stories that make the news that are like, oh, okay, maybe it's not really a race problem. Maybe it is a gender problem, but it's not. We don't move as bodies in the same space in the same way. And that's where it becomes a problem because if if myself and Sarah walk into a space, right? Sarah, example, could be a, um, blonde white lady, right? And I could be a young boy, black young boy. And us walking into that space, what is the perception of the public of the two of us? And how, and how is the space accommodating us in the way that we feel comfortable, right? Simple way, again, bringing it down to us because this is the problem, right? Myself and Sipo walking into a room. What is the perception of the two of us in the space and, and who holds the power and, and the decision-making in that room, you know? So for me, it's no longer a gender-based violence. It's, it's not gender, you know? It's, it's the way in which our country and our system was in the ruins. Like, these are the 
the, the weeds that are growing in between the ruins and and it's and it's human beings you know as human beings so so for me it's like it's a, it's a deeper problem than just being like it's 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 our agenda you know that's why i have such a big problem with the 16 days of activism you know because because 60 days are you you know yeah yeah but yeah we could go on <laughs> we could go on and it's a sad sad thing but like we're living and and we're going to continue to live so for me it's back to the whole you know sorry i'm gonna pick a thought but how do you think your work personally helped propagate um, healthy sexual relationships in women with having the conversation of sex like um health and ah too many thoughts sorry self-love <laughs> self-love you know what i mean and i'm um, taking your time with making the decision to actually have sex so how how do you think that you can actually contribute um in that conversation as an artist because i feel like with many kids they they um connect much easier with a person who actually does the work and they connect yeah. a lot with art. Um, I personally am not an artist but I connect a lot with art. I feel like I'm an art lover and I feel like if there was somebody in that space who was talking about these conversations in that time and in that manner that connected to me would have made a difference in my personal life. So how do you yeah. think your work as a poet can actually propagate a conversation yeah. of healthy sexual relationship protection self men yeah and other women yeah, yeah. yeah. it's it's not that deep anybody can ask my question it's not that deep it's very very deep it's very very deep um i i resonate firstly I resonate and and I I I always try for my work to to speak for to speak for the little girl, the little the little child in me that I needed when I was a little child, you know, to be the big sister, to be the grown woman, to be, you know, for that little girl in me first. Um and that has been an incredibly difficult journey you know yeah. and and firstly recognizing myself like that that little girl who needs to learn about their body who needs to learn about uh what is sex and and what is what is in pleasure what are all you know all of those things uh for me it's been like first we must get it for ourselves because it wasn't done right even for ourselves to to be taught about this is what my body is and this is what my body can do and this is you know all of everything everything um so so i think as something as a that i'm exploring as an individual uh my work kind of explores in the in the lived experience of it more more than the i don't think it comes from a point of i mean again like the work is political all the time but i don't think it's it's to the point of that that deliberate activism that it requires especially especially in that in that space um like there are people who can stand out and and be like listen we're going to teach black girls about their bodies we're going to teach them about how to stay safe yeah. um 
and and who have the knowledge and the proper tools to do that. But I think that like poetry again like has an opportunity to enter into all of those spaces and be like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna put together a collection that teaches you about that that body of yours. Um, so I think it's a it's a it's a it's a space of of opportunity. Uh, and 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 I think that there there are many people who are who are passionate about about that kind of thing as well, who have the powers and means to to make that kind of difference. Um, I did a production I did a production during lockdown because I I suffer a lot from um, self-diagnosed endometriosis. End, end, end Endometriosis. Oh, okay. Self-diagnosed. 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 It's just really hard to pay pains, but like I'm convinced. But the doctors just don't want you to need job. Okay. Exactly. So, so, so the production was called My Bleeding Thing, and it was this this exploration of how how does my body uh, experience and express period pains in that time of the month, and how do we process during that time? How do I feel? How do I think? How do I want to dress? What do I want to eat? And like it, it took me some time because I gathered a lot of just people around me, the women in my spaces of how do you feel, you know? And and it became such an interesting thing of yeah, I don't even call it that time of the month. I don't call it my bleeding thing. I call it you know all of these these beautiful names to kind of try and like color it beautifully because it's such a traumatic experience for women. Um, so we want to like make it as, as pretty as possible. Uh, so so that's what the production was about. And uh, we, we did it during lockdown and we shot it and uh, it's somewhere out there you guys can find it. No. That was called God Body. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Any other questions before we close? Before we say goodbye to Mrs. Above? We'll never see her again. Joking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she'll be gone. She, she was in Italy, guys. She might just move there. You never know. Um, Mrs. Above, thank you so much for coming here and engaging with us. I'm sure everyone took away something and enjoyed this experience. Um, we we hardly get an opportunity to speak to some of the artists that we really engage with um, and we enjoy. So thank you for making that possible for uh, the people here today and myself. Thank you. Um, before we say goodbye, is there anything you want to leave us with to ponder, to ponder, to pot us, to take home with us? No, guys, please buy my book. <laughs> Take please home the book. book. Take home the book. Two hundred. Cash a card. Cash a card is no Bitcoin. It's not an NFT. I can sign it for you. Two hundred. Two gliba. Yes. Thank you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, so now we're gonna have minutes for OJ, Devadela and Sir Jermaine to sit up quickly and to just you know, hide this up and take us home um, into 
probably boring Monday because today was dope. <laughs> <laughs>